Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome aboard to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. Uh, welcome back as we're back in the studio here on this Monday. Looking forward to another fun week. Alec uh, Lasley will join us here in a little bit. We'll get uh, a recap on what went on over the weekend in the on the AAU circuit as it gets up and running. Uh, a lot going on with Indiana football as Tom Allen has hit the triple crown in recruiting with the McCullough brothers. Uh, we'll talk about that. Charlie Miller, of course, will be along with us. And Robbie Eggers is going to join us today as well. So lots to talk about here on this Monday. Uh, it is not only is it Monday, uh, it's it's a new day, period, but the weather. Man, Saturday just stunk, uh, rain and cold. And then all of a sudden, boom, Sunday comes in and hello, spring has arrived. Uh, I hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope you're having a great day today and a good start to your week. Uh, plenty went on over the weekend, like I said, on the AAU circuit. Alex is going to join us here in a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, but nothing bigger than what's going on with Indiana football. I mean, that is just gigantic. Um, the McCullough brothers, that is a triple crown. And that is a ton of talent that just those guys are bringing. Uh, and I know, yeah, they're the sons of uh, a coach here, but hey, man, they made their own decision. But regardless of that, it doesn't matter. That just continues to add talent to Indiana football. Um, join us on the YouTube hotline as well. Forrest says, hey, Alan's up. Says, hope you had a relaxing weekend. Um, yeah, it was it was something. It was nice to get away. I'm not going to lie. Um, let's see. I just that foot, the recruiting traction is just it's so funny that I, I'm bal- we're balancing football talk, football recruiting talk, and basketball recruiting talk. I, it's still a hard thing to um, to grasp from a media standpoint. It's it's just not something you're, you're or as a fan. Uh, it's it's crazy, but. Indiana's recruiting in football has has been decent. They've been okay, but they've been they've relied more on more on development. They've developed more players than they've recruited, and it's what they've had to. They've not been able to get those names. But as the importance of this, I'm gonna have to pull this stat back up. JB sent me a long time ago. I'm gonna find that one. Um, but you can see if you look at the columns how the recruiting keeps moving over and and. Now, th- this is the same thing. The recruiting just continues to exponentially 
and statistically improve for Indiana. And that will only improve play on the field as well. It's crazy that the biggest talk this morning is about Indiana football recruiting. Um, but man, it's a new day, like I said, and I'm looking so forward to it. I'm here for it. It's a, it's a lot more fun to cover this stuff. Um, Man, the excitement and the excitement that will build. The excitement that will build with other recruits. When when you the good players want to play with the good players. We talk about that all the time. And football needs they need to land that first five star, and that changes things. Alex Lousley's jumping on here with us. Alec, how are you, brother? Good. How are you doing? Great. Uh, we'll change uh, topics real quick. Talking about how crazy it is to be talking about how big a recruiting. Indiana football is landing while we're talking about the great Indiana basketball, the stuff at the same time. This is just new territory, and it's crazy. Um, It's just nuts, but it's fun times. But this weekend, Indiana – or not Indiana basketball, but the AAU circuit really back in play. A couple different places. They were off and going in in, uh, north of Indianapolis, in Fort Wayne as well. Actually, some other places, down in Atlanta. So all over the place, man. Yeah, it was probably the – Kind of a nice way to jumpstart AAU season. I know there's been a couple other events so far uh, this spring, but it was kind of the the first real big-time event in in over a year since they didn't really have much last year going on. Um, So it was good to, you know, not only get back out there and look at, you know, some of these these recruits for the first time in in over a year. Um, For a lot of guys, it was really their their first time even playing – uh, you know, high competitive basketball over the past six months with a lot of seasons that were shortened due to COVID. So it was it was a good time to to see everyone out there and and get back into the the groove of things as we're moving forward to uh, the rest of the spring and obviously the beginning of of summer where things are now going to feel a lot more like a normal recruiting year. Uh, and a quick question: Indiana seems to be over the limit for next year uh, with the Bates edition. Where are they with that? Yeah, I mean, so for for this upcoming year, they're they're going to be fine. They have all their scholarships uh, in order for uh, the the twenty twenty two season. They're they are one over as of now, but that's assuming that Rob Finnessy, Race Thompson, um, and and a couple other guys do end up coming back. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna see Trace Jackson Davis for another year after this upcoming year. So just if you look at that that right there, that scholarship limit would then. Uh, even out with CJ Gunn coming in and then Trace Jackson Davis leaving. So I don't think it's going to be an issue. You know, coaches recruit for um, unlimited scholarships all the time, and then they just find a way to, to kind of move the pieces together and uh, kind of fill that puzzle. So won't be a big issue. I think Indiana is going to end up having more scholarships uh, available than a uh, couple people are thinking uh, as we continue to move forward into that season. So I think it'll be fine for Indiana, and you'll you'll see some new faces pop up. It brings to mind the the possibility of a red shirt for one of last year's freshmen. Yeah, Trey Galloway comes to mind. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think Christian Lander. I think they want to de- they want to develop that talent. Trey Galloway, uh, Trey Galloway, Leo. I don't know either one of them. Very very. I guess maybe Geronimo, but I don't think so. I think he's got too much talent. But um, those two guys are very possible for. Especially Leo with these being a hometown kid, um, very possible red shirts there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you looked at this past year, and a lot of people kind of thought maybe Anthony Leo would have a red shirt year. 
Um, obviously, with with the COVID for a year, there was no reason to do that. So I think you look at that uh, as a real possibility moving into uh, to this upcoming year, just because that backcourt and that wing position is so crowded with, with so many different bodies. Um, in terms of Jordan Geronimo, I don't think that's that's going to be uh, a guy that you look at just because you want to make sure you still have enough bodies to, to kind of throw in that, that front court. Um, and, and I think he would do a lot better getting more on court action um, just because throughout his high school years, he just didn't have as, as much, um, you know, high major uh, games and, and high major competition as some of these other guys did. So I think the, those two names, uh, maybe, maybe Anthony Leal as, as the one guy that you would look at that they could potentially have a retro year. Absolutely. And I know they're working very, very hard already for 2022. The one thing that I keep seeing is they, and I'll everyone, they seem to be getting really guard heavy, uh, which I'm sure there's, there's the rhyme and reason to that to a degree, but man, they're still, they seem a big light now, right now, much less going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're going to see that, especially with Mike Woodson. He, he's a guy who's going to one. He's even said multiple times he wants multiple ball handlers, multiple playmakers on the floor. The only way to do that is have multiple kind of interchangeable guards and wings where they can play one through three. And even some of those two and threes stretch out to be uh, a four where you have four guards or four wings on the floor at times. And because of that, you're just going to need a lot more bodies. You're going to need a lot more ball handlers, shooters, and that's where Indiana's trending. That's what Mike Woodson wants to do. That's kind of what you see in the NBA as well, and that's what he's bringing to IU. So I, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I mean, we, we've talked about it before. You look at uh, Gonzaga and Baylor, the two teams playing in the national championship game this past year, and they had four guards on the floor 90% of the game, uh, especially for Baylor. That, that's, that's very difficult to defend especially when you have at least two of those guys who can knock down shots and two other guys who can make plays off of the dribble. And that's kind of what Indiana is going for, especially when they recruit for the 2022 class, but also what they have right now and what they brought back going into next year. Yeah, and, and that wing position, a very big part of that where I've talked about, they, they basically had nothing from that position for the last couple of years. No shooting, no, no drive, no, no slash, no nothing. Uh, and so they still, they, with an addition there, uh, that'll give them some activity and hopefully that changes the offense. But yeah, it has been a, a, that's been a position that has been basically blank for the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the one major thing is you you just didn't know what any of those guys were going to do on any given night. You didn't have a kind of a, a specific role for any of those players. And that's why I think you look at specifically, uh, Jerome Hunter has that guy who's really going to kind of take that next step. Uh, we've talked about it before, but I think really having a, a designated role for him um, more than any other guy on the wing and, and kind of in that stretch hybrid position um, at the forward position is going to benefit him the most. I think Mike Woodson is going to really know how to develop his game and really hone in on what he does specifically for this Indiana team to make not only him better, but that, that Indiana roster better. Um, something that I think the the previous staff was kind of lacking in terms of not really knowing how to use him, um, especially coming off of the the injury uh, his, his freshman season. Uh, yep, I've always said that uh, it, 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 the Big Ten, you have to play the Big Ten one way. When when you play during the season, you, and you play Michigan and 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 Purdue and all those teams of the size, you get to the tournament. It's a different game. It's it's it is not the Big Ten. That's why you saw so many Big Tens 
so many Big Ten teams get killed this year, I think. It was a different game. It was speed. It, it was more of a positionless basketball where a lot of those teams relied so much offensively on structure and big and size, and it was slower, and they were exposed. I mean, it works when you're playing against that and you can control it, but, man, when you get outside of that world, it, it changes things, and it can be exposed, and it was. Yeah, absolutely, and that's – I mean, you, you. I think the, the one team you look at specifically is – uh, is Iowa and kind of the the ineffectiveness they had in the uh, NCAA tournament playing against much smaller teams of those first couple games. Um, but yeah, just like you said, the, a lot of the Big Ten teams play for the Big Ten season and they, they don't necessarily look for the NCAA tournament. Um, and, and that's what, you know, has obviously been a major struggle for the Big Ten over the past two decades, not not winning that many games in the NCAA tournament and not getting very far in the NCAA tournament where you look at, you know, either Pac-12 teams, Big 12 teams, SEC teams that have had just a lot more success in, in going much farther uh, because they do play that, that kind of positionless basketball and make teams adjust to them. Um, and not the other way around, which especially Indiana's not been able to do. They, they've had to do the adjusting, not force the other teams to, to adjust to them. Absolutely. I know, Alec, you got to get running, so uh, we'll let you go. But thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you as always. Appreciate it. Talk to you later this week. You bet. Uh, coming up next, Charlie Miller is going to join us. We'll continue uh, along. We've got plenty to get to. Robbie Eggers is going to join us today as well. Uh, lots to talk about. Man, the Derby's coming up. You've got uh, – uh, Indianapolis 500 coming up. Talladega was last night. I didn't get to finish the race late last night watching it, so I don't know who won, but I guess it doesn't matter. Well, I'm sure I'll find out between now and then, so it'll ruin my surprise, but who cares? Uh, but so we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Plenty to get to. I hope uh, you guys are having a good start to your week. Charlie Miller's up next. We're back with more from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. Jim Coyle back after this. Hey Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Solves Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point and Solves Clubhouse. A winner every time. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Speed. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. 
Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, pizza, burgers, beer. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome to your extraordinary destination, French Lick, West Baden, Indiana. You'll find great places to visit, to stay, to dine, and to play. We offer an up-close animal encounter with elephants and giraffes, lodging that is out of this world, world-class golfing, and a premier resort experience that is waiting for you on your next visit to French Lick, West Baden. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Welcome back to the Golf Club, Nico Point Studios. Jim Coyle with you as always, brought to you by Andy Moore Honda. Hope uh, everyone's having a great start to the week. Charlie Miller joins us. Perfect timing. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, Jim? Great. Just perfect timing because a little discussion popping up here, which I, I, names on the jerseys things. I could yeah. give a crap less about names on the jerseys on virtually any sport. I don't care about any of them, but I just don't think it's needed on right. basketball jerseys because you can see who they are. You can see their numbers. There's only 12 of them. If you can't remember 12 guys, you're not a damn fan of that team. Um, yeah. But baseball, football, softball, whatever, names on the jerseys. It's too, it's too difficult. It's not about – that has nothing to do with whether or not you're playing for who's on the front. That's bunk. Uh, but basketball, I just don't think it's needed. So if you want to add that to the tradition part, which I do, we'll add that to the traditional part there. Fine. Not needed on that regard. Uh, but the rest of them, absolutely, they are needed, I think. Yeah. But you well, are a basketball player. What's your thought? Well, my thoughts are simply this. Um, you know, what I was told, you know, it's more – you're playing for Indiana, right? Not right. Team Miller, Team Evans, right? So I get that. And and it's a buy-in, right? It's a buy-in process um, that you pass the torch from from year to year, generation to generation. So um, I feel it would be – it'll be refreshing, but it's not something that I feel is needed. Um, that's just my take, you know. Uh, you know, like you just said, you, know, you don't know the players of your team. You're not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, for, for for me, for basketball, it would get it in the way. Yeah. it's it, it's it takes away from a nice, clean look uh, of the Indiana jerseys, whether it's the I red ones or the white ones. Boom, boom, yeah. nice. You've got the stars there for the national championships. Right. I'm good with that. I, yeah, I have never, I have never, ever, ever, ever n- had any problem no, even the walk-ons, knowing yeah. who the players were. So it's not about the tradition, but I I like the clean look. If you want to call that the tradition, cool. I like that tra- the tradition. But they, they tried that with football. It doesn't work. You've got double numbers in football yeah. where guys are 
using the same number. You're so far away. Uh, you don't see – there's no recognition. Yeah, there's – you have to have them there. So well, it's, especially it's about football, the situation. I've seen in football where you had – they said the double, the double number jerseys, which a number three on offense, number three on defense, but, like, that's that to me is absurd. But oh, yeah. My, and at the same time, when you have a long last name <laughs> or someone wants to put junior or senior – or the third, or the or fourth, the third, right? Now yeah. I can see if it was the XFL. Remember they had all the all the nicknames in the XFL. Oh yeah, and, you know, mit, mit, he mit, hate mit, me. Mit, yeah, he hate, hate me. Hate yeah, you hate me. Me and all he all these names, and so I mean to me, I think that that's kind of fitting. But school like IU, nah, we just keep it as is. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. So Tim just says, Alan, we just don't want to see Jim with his shirt off. Well, that's not happening. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Just le- le- it's fine. Uh, the way it is, we're good there. Uh, big weekend for Indiana football. Uh, I know you probably don't get to cover that, but Dylan McCullough I saw came that. here right after the, um, the, the Super Bowl. He has three sons that are very good players, all or uh, playing for Bloomington South and moving along. All three of them are now committed to play for Indiana. Yeah. One just decommitted from flip from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, just big, big news. It's a triple crown uh, for Tom Allen. It's just the recruiting is is the fact that I've said this a little earlier, Charlie, and the fact that you're here, the fact that we're talking about Indiana football recruiting with a quality to Indiana basketball recruiting yeah, now yeah. is absolutely stunning. Um, and we're doing and, just that. And one thing, you know, I would love to share, and I, I feel fans, as, as much knowledge now is out there, I think they know this. You got to think about this. The, the, the mystique of playing at Indiana for basketball purposes may not be the school itself, but the coaches and, and what they've done, the program, what they've done. Now you got that same feel for football now because because top recruits talk to other top recruits four or five star guys talk right now with social media hey we want to go play for coach tom allen they may not say i you no disrespect we want to go play for coach tom allen because of what we see that we see that locker room we see that culture we love what they're doing he can help us get to the next level whatever that might be every walk of life so that's the talk that goes on amongst, you know, top players around the country. And I'm more than certain now Indiana's in that spiel. Absolutely. And and looking forward to how it continues to to spell play out. And, right. and you're right. And I talked about it earlier. I had a graph that someone JB sent me that it showed it went back like 20 years. And the when it started, the 80% of the recruiting was, I think, two stars. And yep. As I went down, when they got their first four-star, then after that, they started getting – there was not a year that they didn't get four stars. And then at the bottom of this, by the time I got to the bottom of that 20-year reign, it had moved completely over where they averaged over three stars. Now, they have, they've the recruiting has jumped an entire star, right, uh, right. which – if that makes sense to everybody. It, it has jumped an entire level. And that and, is huge because you're talking – 125 people on a roster. And we're not talking, and this is one of the things that, like, as far, as far as player development goes, like, we're not talking just because you're winning. 
the the accumulation of getting better over time, no no one cares about. It's not sexy. We just want to see the football game. We want to see the win and loss. But the accumulation of talent over time to move a whole star is primal cues, external factors, master coaching, um, team buy-in, camaraderie, all those elements that get me excited that you can take across the theme from business to sports is what you see now on display in Indiana for football. Yeah, and, and the excitement that it all brings because it all exactly. continues to boil into one thing. That's right. Uh, That's right. You know, you, you can throw in, like I said before, you can throw in women's basketball program oh, yeah, no and all question. that in there. No question. Because that excitement continues. Men's soccer, men's baseball, yeah. men's soccer, yeah. uh, about to enter the, the NCAA tournament. Uh, just the excitement think, continues to roll. Think, Jim, just think about this. Think about when UConn's men's would win a national championship in football, or sorry, in basketball on both sides. Just think about that fanfare. But the football team was like a was like a Division two school. Like you know, it's a Division two school, UConn football, but basketball was Division one, and they were always winning. Right? Think about Baylor, women's men's win, winning same time. But now Indiana. Now look at what we got going on: soccer, uh, basketball, women's uh, football basketball's coming up for guys, right? So there's a lot of excitement going around in Bloomington. I can only imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tony says, uh, da, da, da. yeah, I said that last week uh, because of these four teams, that they are entering a, a golden yeah. age. It's, it's unpre- it is unprecedented. I've said that right. because we've never had that uh, ever. Uh, something else that comes to mind I wanted to hit on real quick because I saw it and I just – I really – I shake my head. Uh-huh. Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey yep. is one of the greatest uh, women's coaches that that there is. Yeah, uh, there has been. Yeah, uh, has just been uber successful. Right, uh, led Baylor that turned made them I, has made them. Uh, they Yeah, she could have gone any place in the country, and I would have been wow, boom. But you go to LSU, I don't care what LSU is just nothing but a bastion of cheating in. In their programs, uh, both basketball and football are under investigation. It's not something – it's – man, I, LSU is just not something that uh, – you, uh, you've got all the problems that they had come out that, that's coming out with the right. previous football coach, Les Miles. Right. Uh, this stuff has gone on for years. Right. Um, maybe that's – they're doing what they can to buy some good PR and maybe that's having her come in is part of that. Um, I don't know. But that was more than a little surprising to me to see her go to LSU. Well, I know that's home state for her as well. So who knows if after 20 years being at Baylor, all the things she's done at Baylor. And also, I mean, you know, as a former player, she played, you know, played high level too. So who knows now if going back to Louisiana – is something that she wanted to do, probably finish out her career as a potential. Yeah, she'll be able to get top recruits because of that transfer portal. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's not like you got to go, you know, start over from ground zero. She um, can take her own so team with her if she wanted to. My whole point. And, and trust me, so if she had some 2022s and 23s in mind, um, that swing of the pendulum, I definitely can see happen. So, yeah, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not – you know, I, I'm not surprised about it, but 
I hear you what you're saying on your tape. You mentioned earlier, uh, Rusty uh, Jones said, uh, one of the listeners says, I'm a pig because I, I spilled coffee on my new shirt. Oh, man. Well, so, he's so right, man. I'm so disappointed. I might, I might just spill coffee myself just to match you, man. Say who nah, man. That's because you're just a great guy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Where are we now? Let's make sure we're not. All right. Betting back to uh, Indiana recruiting now. They're look, they have to look forward. I was talking, Alec Lasley was on with us earlier. And although they're filled for next year, with the Bates edition, that means I, there's still something cooking. And now that brought up, after talking with Alec, I'm thinking, okay, now I'm thinking we're probably going to see a red shirt this season. And the two most likely candidates to me, that would be Anthony Leo or Trey Galloway. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm thinking that one of those two guys are going to red shirt this year. Well, I, I'm definitely seeing that because I, you know, I just continue to look at uh, Coach Woodson's pressers, and he's continually searching that transfer portal. And I think it's all about really selling the value of what he's looking to bring as a first-year head coach in college to his system, which I'm more than certain is probably geared around more player development. Um, and and, and I, I feel that's going to be the attraction to still say we can pull probably another piece or two from the transfer portal to really and, – and also that can contribute, you know, probably with some experience, right? So the criteria might be a little, little higher than just getting, you know, someone with potential. They might want to go for somebody who's kind of player ready. And what cracks me up is we're going into a team that is looking to be more than fully stocked, fully right. locked and loaded, right? coming off of a team – that was undermanned tremendously. Right, right. You had you, four freshmen, four yeah. freshmen that were not ready to play. That's right. You had two empty scholarships. Yeah. That's six bodies. Right. Six. That's a difference. You're not getting anything. That's a, and, then, and then let's go here. How many players you really played in, in, the, in the heyday of the Big Ten? You probably played a good, what, eight? Maybe. Right, so I mean, Baylor. So, would Baylor do seven? Yeah. So, so, so at best. So, and for me, man, you you need you need nine to ten guys knowing what to do, not just buying minutes. Like they need to know what to do, and I think you have an opportunity to have that type of competition. You probably have to register some players because, again, if you're looking for college ready players that can come in and implement and add value, they won. Definitely thinking that that's what they're going to probably have to do. Uh, Tim thinks that uh, Tamar Bates, he's got his IMG buddy, uh, Efren Reed, that he is a possibility to come here because he canceled his commitment decision after Bates committed to IU. It's, man, recruiting was hard enough to keep up with before. It was no fun. This this is taking it and magnified it by a factor of 10 because it it's – Usually it's it's reaching a, a, a point. You, you, you're getting like everything's kind of coming to a, a point where you, you see the right. answer. Right. This is not. It's like right down to the last second. There's no change until the decision gets made. Well, and then we don't know the time frame of when they're saying, okay, let's cut it off. Let's shut it off so we can focus on what we're trying, what we're looking to do. Because think about this. I mean, it's May. It's me. Forget April. I, I, I'm a day. I'm a now person. 
but we're talking May. You're really talking really 60 to 70 plus days to get this thing in in, in system mode um, to really say you've had a good off season, uh, like early summer, late summer, preseason, August, September to get ready to play. We're not talking, I mean, you're talking 60 to 70 days. You're right back at it. So it's interesting that they did not. And again, I don't know how they're saying in a press conference. We're, we're going to stop here on our, on our um, you know, our transfer portal guys or, or, or our recruits. So um, I know they're working. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the getting the pressures and looking at the pictures and hearing things. I know they're working, but it is interesting to say um, it's, it's kind of up in the air when they're going to stop and focus on what they have. <laughs> yeah, because you've got to get to a point. The development now also that's right. they're doing two things. Right, they're they're working right. so hard on the recruiting, like you mentioned, and there's a lot of players they have to decide who's what, right. who's going to go where, fix these pieces, developing, start moving forward, getting things going for next year. All that's going on, and that and that's why if people want to know why did you need Thad Mata and and, yeah. and Thad Mata need an assistant and, yeah. and all these guys, this is why. They are, they are running it like a corporation, and people yeah. have roles, and those roles are going to be fulfilled now. You yeah, will not have six positions that are not filled. You got it. You, hey, listen, this is all this is all delegation, right? Mike Roberts, you working with that? We got to take care of this. Dane, I, I'm more than certain on relationship, right? Younger kind of, you know, hey, you working on this. Coach Woodson, he's probably on the phones getting in front of people. But again, the saving grace to me with Coach Wilson is that he can talk to the players and tell him from a playing experience. Archie could do the same thing. Archie played at NC State. Heck, I, I had a good friend of mine who played with Archie, and, and I, I probably crossed paths because I lived in Raleigh for a long time when Archie just first finished in, uh, in, at NC State. But, but from a former player standpoint, who could go to somebody's living room like Mike Wilson and say, I've done these things. I played 11 years in the league. That's going to be an attraction. And I coached in the league. That right there to me is like that's an attraction in itself. Right? Yep. So he's going to be able to go talk. I got buckets at Indiana. I led, I led the school in scoring my junior year. I know what it's like to get buckets. I know what it's like to develop players. I know what it's like to play for a long time professionally. That right there in itself is, I mean, now you just got to trust and have belief in what he's saying. So, you know, I'm not saying this is easy, but you got a you got a big calling card now, Jim. <laughs> you got a big, big calling card now. You hang that Julius Randall jersey up too. Hey man, there you go. Right. You hey, we got a lot more coming up. That's right. Indiana Sports Beat List is coming to you from the Golf Club League of Point Studios on this Monday. Charlie Miller's with us. Robbie Eggers is going to join us. We got plenty more to get to, and we're back at it. Brought to you by Any More Honda. Right after this. Perfect. Welcome to your extraordinary destination, French Lick, West Baden, Indiana. You'll find great places to visit, to stay, to dine, and to play. We offer an up-close animal encounter with elephants and giraffes, lodging that is out of this world, world-class golfing, and a premier resort experience that is waiting for you on your next visit to French Lick, West Baden.
We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Solves Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. We are strong. We are resilient. And we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Speed. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Hey, Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Welcome back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this Monday. Brought to you by Andy Moore Honda. Charlie Miller's with us as always. Robbie Eggers is going to join us. Uh, let's see. I was talking to Charlie in the break. What were we talking about? Daggone. Oh, your team. On the weekend. You had multiple yeah. teams that you had out on the road. Yeah, fifth yeah, graders and the high school girls. Yeah, man. So I had a fifth grade group. Um, my, my niece is actually a coach of this team. And, and uh, she was out of town doing a shooting camp. And... Um, I actually had to sub for her, and we went 2-0. The little girls had some fun times and playing some defense and, you know, scoring the ball. And then my high school girls, we went 5-0. and uh, We played in a tournament, played some tough teams, and played well this weekend. It was just good to see. Win or loss, no matter what. It was just – it was a progressive weekend, and it was fun. You know, I was – I mean, and then I capped it off, Jim, with uh, training some littles, some kindergarten through first grade kids. It's always a hoop. Because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get, but it's all good, man. I just enjoy the process of development. 
You know, this is a question that's popped up separate, and it's kind of a good question because I don't think there – when does the transfer portal close to players uh, entering and for teams to recruit them? You know, that's a good question because I've never thought about that. I don't know that there's a time where you can not – where you can you can decide to transfer at any moment, I think. Uh, I but think, I would have to – but I would have to look into that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think you – I think – I don't know that exact date, but I think you have to let the, the schools know because at, at some a certain point, they have to get you back registered at school and all those admissions things. I think that happened. They, they need to go on. Forrest thinks it's June 1st. Robbie Eggers joins us now. Robbie Howard, former teammate of Charlie's. Robbie, how are you, sir? Things are good. It's good to see you guys. Great to ha- Robbie, how are you Charlie? doing, man? I'm doing very well. Good to good, see you, Charlie. Good, man. Nice to meet you, Jim. You might great to meet you. It's so funny when he said he's going to try to get you on. I don't know why, but of all the calendars, of all the years, you know, the pictures, the players' pictures they always used to do, for some reason, your picture is the one that comes out of my – if I think of calendars real quick – it's your picture. There must be a calendar. That year must be a calendar somewhere that's that I see a lot. But Charlie Eggers' faces is in my mind all the time. And it's just funny. when he's when he said that, I'm like, that is so weird because I can see that circle just that's in my right. mind all the time. It's one of two things. It's just I'm extremely handsome or the fact that I was there so long. I was there for five years. I was on so many calendars. You just can't escape me. I, I hope it's not a man crush, but if it is, it, it couldn't be a better one to have, I guess. But uh, awesome. yeah, thanks a lot for joining us. It's been fun. What's what's uh, what's new with you, man? What have you been doing? Wow. Uh, so I, I've been in kind of the business world since really getting out of uh, IU. Um, I've been in the sales industry in the last 16 plus years. I've been with one biotech company specifically based out in Thousand Oaks, California, but I uh, am specifically based here in greater Indianapolis. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anything to do with basketball? Do you do anything at all? Get to involve yourself or just follow along as a fan now? Now just a fan, you know, following along, just keeping my eyes on what's going on with the program. Um, most recently, I've had a chance to get down to, well, with the exception of this past year with the pandemic, get down to a couple of games because now I ironically – have uh, two two daughters down at Indiana University, so I mean, it's it's come full circle. So, it gives me an excuse to get down to campus. That's right, Charlie. Uh, you're out and about, man. You guys got to get back together. How long has it been since you guys have been together? Oh man, three years. <laughs> it's been a few. Yeah, the, the last time I can recall was probably um, our senior night, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> It's been a long time. That's 98. But yeah, we got a chat group, and Robbie, we have a chat group, and Robbie spearheads that, and he's always checking in at holidays and and uh, just, you know, just check how you guys doing. So he's always out front about it. And I, I that's why I thought about him and being on the call today. As um, Also, I mean, you know, Robbie, if you don't mind talking about this, because I, I, if I'm wrong, man, please help me out. Didn't you adopt some kids as well? Is that the case? Yeah. Yeah, so my wife and I, we were blessed to have four biological daughters. And so, um, as I just referenced, two of them are down at Indiana University now. And so, um, roughly about nine years ago, uh, we just felt led that we should, you know, um, look into adoption. And so, we actually went through Department of Child Services and we fostered a little boy. We got him at four months and he's now nine and he's, uh, he's the youngest of our five kids. So, we ended up, uh, you know, getting a chance to adopt him when he was 18 months. And so, um, and ironically, um, the reason why I'm able to make this call is we were supposed to have our final interview to recertify to be foster parents. 
uh, just this morning and they had to move it to next week, which allowed me the opportunity to jump on this call with you guys. So. Right. Listen, that's why, Jim, I wanted him on the call. Big heart, always had it, always was out front, supportive. And I mean, just as I always say, I always brag about Robbie. I brag about everybody from the managers. Robbie, guys are out there right now, head coaches in you know, college and assistant coaches, man. Just the things that we learned, I think, as players still go on today, whether we're playing the game or not. Right. Yeah. And, and I think and that to me is, is, is why I've always been a Robbie Eggers fan. I really appreciate that, Charlie. One of the things that, you know, uh, as a give back that my wife, who I met on a blind date at IU and ultimately ended up marrying and now almost 22 years later. But one of the things that we've done through uh, our experience of being foster parents is we've created a a scholarship under our son's name. His name's Elijah. We call it Elijah's Cloak, where we send Indianapolis area foster kids to a camp in southern Indiana for a week in the summer. Uh, we don't solicit money for it. We send them. We've sent over 600 foster kids in the last six years uh, down to this camp just so they can experience the outdoors, you know, right. get outside of, uh, you know, the situations they're a part of, you know, experience outdoors, do some climbing, some hiking, some zip lining, um, just to kind of give them that experience that they would otherwise never touch. Amazing. That, it is amazing. And there are so many stories, maybe not as good as this one, but – the, and I just referenced Fidel, the things he does, you, Charlie, you, you guys are, and now Rob, that I get to learn all this. I love learning about this, and, and I wish more people, and, and with this is what we're trying to do, uh, and, and who knows how many people it, it can inspire uh, to do that. But these stories need to be told to inspire people, to know that they're out there, and, and thank you so much for sharing, Robbie, because I, I didn't yeah. know this too, and, and it's incredible, but it's not just for about the pat on the back, because I know that's not why you do it at all, but uh, right. the fact that people need that. It, there are kids that need that. There are kids that need people to do this, and if it does inspire one person, then that's great. That's one child that, that it's going to benefit. Yeah, I really appreciate that, and to circle back to the last time I saw Charlie, I was hoping to see you you know, back, uh, gosh, roughly a year ago when, when Coach made his return. Yeah. One of the things that was so amazing about that event is you kind of jump back into time. And it's like, you know, as I was kind of engaging with a lot of the guys that I hadn't seen for a long time, it was really interesting. You kind of fall back into that mentality of being a 19-year-old kid all over again. But I missed I miss seeing you there. It was a great event. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, life happens and people are spread across the United States. Yeah. And it, it would really be great to kind of re-engage with a lot of folks because the one thing I have missed and tried to rep- you know replicate in my current life is that camaraderie that we had as, yes. as young men in the locker room. Um, yes. Great people, as you alluded to, that are doing great things today. Really do miss I miss that, and that's the reason why I send those texts out is just to kind of check in and see oh, how the guys are doing. You know? That's right. And, and again, that camaraderie. I think of anything, the chemistry, the the locker room is what I, you know, if you reflect back it, from the playing days, that's what I miss because I think we grew. You grew in between losses, in between wins, where you communicated, where you talked to the athletic directors or, you know, talked to Buzz, you know, uh, academic advisors. Those were growth points, I think, for all Buzz of Kirby us. Yeah. Sorry? Yep. But I named Buzz Kerpius. Yeah. As soon as you right. said that, it's like, hey. and listen, I mean, you know, a funny story. I think Buzz, when Buzz first moved back to Bloomington, I get a call out of nowhere. And, and this is guy who you may know, Rob, you may not. His name is Antonio. And, and uh, he's like, man, I'm over here helping Buzz move. I'm like, wow. 
Yeah, Harris. Hey, what you doing, Charlie? You know, he's with Harris and, and Harris Brzezinovich, and he they're yeah. helping Bird move back in. So, so I'm like, that's so – it was so ironic. But it was like, like out of nowhere. But just kind of going back to what Robbie said, it puts you right back in that situation. I'm more than certain. You know, when, and then seeing everybody too, right? I can only imagine seeing people who probably came back when we were playing, you know, kind of came to the locker room, talked before game, after the game. That was pretty neat to see, man. That was pretty, yeah. pretty neat. And the yeah, one thing that I was amazed with, Charlie, I'll just share this because, you know, uh, stepping back into the locker room, I don't know if you've been back in years, but, uh, you know, obviously there's been a lot of donations from, you know, Oladipo and Zeller and others who are, you know, obviously, you know, successful NBA guys. The locker room is not what we experienced when we were in there. It is radically different. Hey, so different. So, so Robbie, I went to the game at Penn State, uh, the Penn State game, and I think when you were there for Coach Knight's event, they were still renovating, preparing the second locker room. So actually, yes. yes. So when I was there for Penn State, and that's when I met. That's where I met you, Jim. Um, it was actually done. And they were like, Charlie, you're actually standing in the parking lot. <laughs> like, this gym is the parking lot. It's like the guys prefer this gym for practice and the 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 uh, or sorry, the locker room and then the other locker room for games. And I'm like, wow. It's just, I mean, you can sleep in there. You know, you the couches and the TVs and the, you know, all the stuff. Right? Pool tables. All that stuff, man. Just, it's amazing. You know, the gym. I, I was well, telling the gym. I was telling Jim here we would have to go to the university school to practice. Like, you know, because I think it came up which way you preferred to practice, uh, Assembly Hall. I'm like, well, we really have many choices. If we had a tricycle event at Assembly Hall, <laughs> which they used to have, who, who knows why? You know, you had to go to the university school, right? You know, so, but, but. Did yeah, that happen? Did that happen? Did they have a tricycle? Or like yeah, a I remember. I think it was the fraternities and sororities. Yeah, the fraternities and sororities had something going on, which I'm sure Nate loved. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can imagine a tricycle. He can't practice because of a tricycle race. I I would love to have been there when he was told that. Yeah. That's another reason why you all didn't get to have those locker rooms, though. Do you think there's any way in hell that they could have built those locker rooms while Knight was there? There's no way. No. No. He was (laughs) old school. I mean, he'd have torn down. Uh, but uh, great to see him come back. Speaking of Robbie, speaking of that, Robbie, so did you? You were able to come back when when Coach Knight came back. I did. I had an opportunity to get back for that event, and it was it was really exciting and emotional, to be honest with you, because you know I think all of us were were hopeful that at some point, um, you know, as Coach continues to get older, that he would return. Uh, it means so much, not just to us as players. And I know AJ was pushing hard for him to come back when he got inducted into the Indian Hall of Fame. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. um, you know, it didn't happen. And then um, it, it just, there's so many people having still lived here and still living here in the state. It just, he still connects to so many different people. I mean, that the stories that you hear about Indiana basketball um, are generally tied to coach. And so for him to come back and, uh, I don't know that he really understands the impact that it means for a lot of fans yeah. throughout the state. It was really, really powerful. Yeah, Indiana was successful before Bob Knight with two national championships. But you're right, the, that 30-year period, three-decade period, it was the advent of TV, of of all the things that, that you put all into the motion, of those three national titles always in the mix, winning, winning, winning. Comp- it 
it made Indiana basketball. I mean, I don't want to dilute Branch McCracken. He was a great coach. He won two national titles. But Bob Knight, certainly you think of Indiana, it will always be Bob Knight and what happened in that 30-year span. Uh, and everybody wants to get back there. And I think they can get back to success, but I don't know. You can never get back to Bob Knight because Bob Knight was a once-in-a-lifetime genius. His his mind, uh, whether how it works – it works good ways and bad, but the good ways towards basketball was genius level. You just don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. But here, here, is a, um, here is a did you know, and I might surprise Robbie with this one. Um, so did you know that Coach Knight did not grow up too far from where Robbie grew up in Calga Falls, Ohio? I, did, I didn't. I, I knew where he was from in Orville. Yeah. Yeah. So he grew up in Orville, and I'm I grew up just in Cuyahoga Falls, which is not too far away. And ironically, where I grew up, it's funny when he came to do an in-house, you know, recruiting visit as you know a junior. I had committed to IU as a sophomore uh, verbally, and of course, you can't do anything from a documentation perspective until you're right before your senior year. But so he did his in-house visit, and um, my dad. Uh, I grew up in the house that my father grew up in, and literally less than a block away was a park that was called Lions Park, and at that park is where, you know, back in the day, um, all of the NBA players played outdoors. They didn't, I mean, in the summer they had jobs or whatever, and they would come play here. And so ironically, when he and my dad started talking, they shared all of these stories of how my dad was not a player, but he would go down to the park and watch all of these incredible names of that historic period because they all came to that park to play. And so Knight had all of these stories of driving into essentially a block away from my house to play. And the other thing that, that a lot of people don't know, but if you go back and look at Knight's history, his first job out of Ohio state was a uh, history teacher at my high school. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, uh, which is, which has always cracked me up because when I was being recruited at Cuyahoga falls, uh, you can imagine now the parents um, that were the parents of my friends right. who had lived in that area, they all claimed they played for him. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't, I don't know how you field a team of about forty people because every person had a story of how they. Did. It was all garbage. It was all garbage. But everybody wanted to have a story, and so yeah, he was there for one year before heading over to Army. That that's crazy. I, I did know about the high school thing. I forgot. I didn't know it was your high school. I did not put that together. That is a cool story. And yeah, uh, yeah those guys you mentioned that probably Jerry Lucas, all those guys he played with at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, you talk about some greats, some of the NBA greats. So, and you know, they're probably calling their friends. Um, man, that, that great day is for sure. But yeah, that is an incredible story. Uh, I and remember it, it when is, I was in high school, there were still players that, you know, the Cavaliers, Rich, Richfield Coliseum was not that far away. We used to play in my high school and at that park with guys like Mark Price and John Bagley. And a lot of guys would come out to play. Now you would never see that happen today. Although, you occasionally see like Durant playing at a you know a park or something that occasionally happens today. But with the money these guys make, obviously they can't do that now. But it was an experience to to have a chance to play against some of these guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, growing up, I remember the stories of the guys be at a high school gym, whatever the local. There, there was always a spot, and it was a high school gym. It was a park, but there was always a spot in every place, man. And that's where it'd be. And you could go watch uh, down at Louisville. It was, uh, I, oh, I forget the old gym, Crawford Gym they used to have. 
hot, low, low ceiling, hot as blazes, you know, just all, everybody has one of those places. Uh, and, and, and they're all the, the cool spots to play, but, uh, yeah. yeah and, I, I want to share this when I was, and it didn't run out, it didn't click in, but when I was younger, I would go home, Robbie, uh, and then summertime back to Miami and I would play against Steve Smith who went to Michigan state. He was playing for the Miami heat and also Glenn Robinson who would play at Michigan. Right. So, 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 so kind of same similar ways we would play university of Miami. Um, this is before they built up their campus. Um, you know, cause it was like a rock throw away from my house. It was a, like a 10 minute walk, my doorstep to the campus, a 10 minute walk. So I would have a chance to play against those guys, not realizing the value of, you know, former big 10 players, you know, you get a chance to play as professionals, right? But yeah, yeah. good stuff. Awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's just, uh, what all that is just incredible to see. We got to take a quick break. Hopefully if Robbie can hang out, we'll, uh, he'll hang out with us and we got plenty more to get to and we'll be back with it from the golf club at Eagle point studios, Charlie Miller, Robbie Eggers. I'm Jim Coyle. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Solves Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point and Solves Clubhouse. A winner every time. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it any place in podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome to your extraordinary destination, French Lick, West Baden, Indiana. You'll find great places to visit, to stay, to dine, and to play. We offer an up-close animal encounter with elephants and giraffes, lodging that is out of this world, 
world-class golfing, and a premier resort experience that is waiting for you on your next visit to French Lick, West Baden. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Welcome back to the Golf Club, Eagle Point Studios on this Monday. Charlie Miller sitting in as he always does and joined by special guest Robbie Eggers, former teammates. Robbie, joining us, uh, IU Basketball, of course, New Direction, uh, Mike Woodson, Dane Fife, uh, and crew coming in. And man, they've hit the ground running. Uh, the roster is full and the cupboard is overfilled. They're, they're, they're working on 2022. Um, a big, big change from what we've seen in the last couple of years uh, looks like to be coming. Yeah. I think everyone out here is optimistic. You know, I think they're excited with the woods hire and, uh, you know, as, is a, is an alumni and a fan, uh, I'm really excited about what they're putting together. So we'll see, you know, it, it's been heart wrenching because, you know, all of us want the best for, for IU basketball. And it's been really, really challenging over the years to watch it. But, um, you know, hopefully he brings, um, and I think Dane will bring some grit to this team. I mean, Dane's always been known kind of a tough-nosed kid that has done an amazing job, whether it be head coaching or assistant up at Michigan State. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they what they put together. And I like the way they structured it. You know, I think with, with Woodson coming in and then also having kind of the basketball operations piece, which is a, you yeah. know, I, I know it's a, a growing component to what some schools are doing, but I like the aspect that they're trying something different. Yeah, I was talking, we, me and Charlie were talking about it earlier, they're, They've got it structured in a way because they're working on all of these things at once. They're working on the recruiting for this year, recruiting for next year, but you've got guys that are in in house now that 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 are behind in development. So you've got to work on that and work on the current development. Then work on implementation of of your style for next year, defensively, offensively, because it's going to be different. So there are so many different things. So you need a fad Mata as, as the administrator and he needed an assistant and, and this, and it's, it sounds kind of crazy, but they are doing it a different way. And, and it seems to be working. Of course, that'll be spelled out on the court. Um, and that's the comment I've just put up is probably the best comment I've seen uh, from Viper to fast fan, reasonable expectations, make the NCAA tournament. Anything more than that is nice. If a fan goes in with that expectation, you're going to have a great year. Uh, let them become and play, but that's not what we do. <laughs> well, I can tell you, you know, when, when I think back to the years that Charlie and I were down there in that kind of that mid nineties to end of the, you know, 97, 98 era, we won what 20 some games a year. We made the NCAA yeah. tournament. We typically, unfortunately lost in the first or second round. I think our, mm-hmm. your, your senior year, Charlie, we got yeah, uh, yeah. past, uh, we lost to Connecticut who ultimately yeah, won. Yeah. And, yeah. But, uh, it's interesting because at that time, you know, we were seen as a failure. People were right. up in arms. Right. And then now it's become like, gosh, when's the last time we touched the NCAA tournament? Well, right. Well, think about that. You know, you, you win 80-plus games, right? I mean, it was 80-plus games. But expectations, entitlements, whatever you want to call them, and it's all good because it, that's what comes with being an IE, right? But so, and, I, and I'm totally with you. To get back to that respect level of making it, which I felt the year before, I think without COVID, they go. Right. I, I, I feel they go. I think it was an outstanding win against Penn State at home. Then they went on the road and won. I forget who they played against. 
I think the resume spoke for itself, but I think COVID kind of halted that. But, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see um, the expectations coming into this season as well. Yeah, and it's going to be – because we don't know what, what it's going to look like. Right. We, I mean, from my standpoint, I, I have no idea. I know what they have, but I don't know what they're doing with it. I don't know how they're changing it, tweaking it. Rob, Rob Fennessy, perfect example. He, he's almost become, I don't want to say a pet project of Dane's, but you can tell he wants, his biggest issue has been a complete lack of confidence, it looks like. And Dane has just said, this is a great kid, and I, I'm going to get him back and get him back to being the defensive Big Ten player that he should be. And I, I think that is a definite focus of Dane's that he's going to take on, on Rob Fennessy. That could turn out to be uh, – he could be the defensive stopper next year that, that needs to turn this team around. I don't know. But that's just one of the things we don't know. Yeah, I think the expectations for Rob is, is really high. I mean, I, I hate to see that you can kind of see it too, as you alluded to, some of the confidence and the lack of confidence. Yeah. If, if Dan can turn that around, I think this kid from a defensive perspective is fantastic. Um, you know, I love to see him become more offensive minded. I think he has that ability, but can, can he get the confidence built to, to do some of those things? And I, I would love to see that happen. I think it'll be a turning point if they can turn him around. Yes. I agree. Charlie, his importance, how important is he? I mean, he's a veteran. He's been here four years, be four years, well, five years, whatever it is. He is the guy that's that's probably got more experience than anybody. He, I think he is the guy that has more experience on this team than anybody. Well, every, t- every game I've watched of him, I've always been a fan of his. And also, he guards the best scorers. I mean, and, you know, so on other teams. So, and that, I mean, that's a, that's a responsibility in itself, right? But then offensively, yeah, you could see that lack of confidence, but I'm rooting for him to gain a new perspective and begin again. And I can see someone like Dane um, who can really instill that value of have that grit and perseverance and also, you know, the, the confidence to take that next shot as a best shot mentality. Um, I can see that coming from Dane as well. Uh, to Rob. And then we haven't talked about the different personalities. Dane, of course, we know personality. I don't know if that even begins to describe him because that's a branch. It just starts going in a lot of different places. Uh, but you've got Mike Woodson, who is an older veteran. Uh, right. You've got Thad Mata. Uh, you know, how does he work? So you've got a lot of different personalities that's that works well because you've got kids. Not every kid is coached the same way, approached the same way and dealt with the same way or and, and reached the same way. Both you guys know that because know it better. You're currently coaching and, and you've been doing it your whole time, Rob. Talk about that and having these different personalities and why that's so important. Go ahead, Rob. Well, so it's interesting. Obviously, I haven't had the chance to, to engage in, in coaching from a, from a basketball perspective, but I, as, as a leader and a coach uh, and now a director in, in the world that I'm in, you know, it's imperative that you take the skill sets that people are really talented at and you build upon those. And then you help whatever shortcomings they have. you you, you got to make those things better. Um, and as a leader, I think it's important. And I think that they're putting the, the right pieces into place to help to bring some of those diverse skill sets that this team offers. Because if you look across the team, there's talent. It's how do they get the, the, those different talents to coincide with one another on the court? And I think if they can pull this off, I like what talent they have down there. I mean, I don't think it's ever been a question of do they have the right talent? It's about can people perform at the skill level that everybody has the expectations by which they come in with? 
you know, we I think all fans have been a little bit frustrated with you see these players come in, they seem to be exceptional, and it seems to whatever reason, I don't know if it was the environment or confidence or lack of confidence, they seem to like almost play below where they came in at. And so I'm hopeful. I really am. And I think that if they can, you know, pull this off, it's going to be an exceptional season uh, the upcoming year. Yeah, and to add to what Robbie said, I think from a business perspective, I think it's all universal, Robbie. It's uh, You said it. This is the way I kind of tune it. It's you you practice on people's blind spots, right? They're where they have to get better at, but you help them play and perform in their bright spots, you know. And I think that's it's a it's a forever honing process, right? It's a it's more question driven than answer. It's more solution provide, and 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 I think it's a reminder, right? Not saying they're thinking this way at 17, 18, 19. But I think it's universal at helping people perform at what I call your top 20% skill set. What do you do best? You need to do that all the time. Put that on repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so uh, as, as we get back around, the, the there's a player. I've talked about this before. There was a player's disconnect because we've had generations. You talked about the night guys. Now there's, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to count, uh, Dockage. Samson, uh, Crean, and, and, and Miller. So you've got a big – you've had 30 years of night guys, but then you've got this this shorter section of guys under multiple different coaches, which makes it a different kind of a dynamic. Bringing that all together has, has been hard, but that's something that is trying to be accomplished right now. How do they? How do they do that, Charlie? How, how does that come about? Well, well, I, I think uh, I'm gonna take AJ Guyton's word. You know, to ga- galvanize, right? So, so I, I don't feel. And Robbie, I said this; it might be a joke, but I, I literally said, man, I think the hire of Coach Woodson, and I feel also the hiring of Coach Fife, uh, the board of trustees were the fans and the former players. <laughs> I feel, I feel the fans rant and raved, strong. Enough, you know, I think uh, former players emailed Scott Dolson enough. You know, it just happened to work out. But with that being said, I think the generational gap is you could take the old school of the 70s and 80s with Coach Woodson until the 2000s with Dane. And, and again, with respect to Coach Cream, Coach Dockage, uh, Coach Sampson, and Arch Coach Miller, galvanize the group. Bring us back. Bring everybody back for support, like we saw in our locker room, night in, night out. I would see, we would see a lot of guys, Robbie, that I wouldn't even know played, but they would come back and be so supportive and be so humble as well. Um, so I think that's what I feel. You know, that, that Coach Woodson and Frank may bring back. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Charlie. I'll share this story, and I hope Brian doesn't mind sharing. Um, but when they started to make phone calls to try and connect with former players to bring them back a year ago one night made his return. I was like, Brian, why you guys don't want Rob there, Robbie Eggers. Why is, why does it matter if I show up? And he's like, because you were a part of something for five years. And I was like, I, and part of this was my own issue that I needed to oh, overcome. Sure. I, you know, yeah. I came into Indiana with high expectations, all American out of Ohio, didn't really play or leave, live up to the expectations. And, you know, Brian, um, he really challenged me. And he, honestly, he gave me the freedom to say, you know what? 
I put in just as much blood, sweat, and tears as everybody else. I didn't necessarily play as much as everybody else. But, you know, I worked really, really hard to ensure that in the practice sessions and everything else that, that we were prepared in the games. And and I had to get over my own way and get out of my own way on that. And, and Brian really pushed me that. He's like, I don't ever want – if. I don't ever want to hear you say anything about you don't deserve to be down there. He goes, you were a part of this. You need to become, you need to come down there. You need to celebrate the five years that you put in down there. Like statistically, if you look at my statistics, they're terrible, whatever. But, um, but I was a part of something special with you guys. And obviously that, the, as I mentioned earlier, the camaraderie and the teamwork. And uh, those were some of the best years. I, as I reflect back on them, my years that I would, uh, wouldn't trade for anything. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now, Rob. And I call it this. It's funny. And this is true. Never should on yourself, man. We don't should. Right. And, and I'm and I'm and let me tell you, because because BF called me and this was this was as funny as you said, Brian. He called me and we had a conversation when I first got to Dallas. And I was telling him all of what I was doing at the time I was in corporate America. I was a sales manager. And, and, and he was like. Basically reiterating what you said, but he was like, hey, man, now you can go out and do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And I took, man, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you got that kind of embarrassment. You didn't live up to it or whatever it was. But, man, hey, hey there's no shitting on this call, right? Mm-hmm. I'm celebrating Robbie Eggers, the one I know who, again, was instrumental, setting those big screens in practice, getting everybody ready to play against whoever, right? It battles, man, and that to me is a testament of what you're doing today, right? So this is why we did what we did 20-plus years ago, man. And, and again, that four-year journey in school always comes down to the 40-year journey that we're after right now, man. And we're on that second half of that, that 40-year journey, man. So I'm, I'm always a big fan of Robbie Eggers, and who cares all about that stuff? I care about what you're doing now as a person, man, and it's yeah. beautiful. Well, and the cool thing is, as you look at these alumni, we, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good out there. Oh, that's man. the cool thing. Yeah. So, I, we got to take a break, but I, I want to continue that because that's amazing, and I've never thought about that. But the importance of the Robbie Eggers and the fact that they had that feeling blows me away. Uh, that because I know, I, I know, without even having been there, I know the importance of Robbie Eggers, uh, and and Robbie Eggers is is a a faceless name for, for this purpose. I know those importance because I played this weekend. I was with a guy named Scott Siegel uh, that was with Michigan state back in the day. And yeah. I think he reminds me a lot of Robbie Eggers uh, from what I'm looking at, at Scott's uh, deal right now. But uh, we'll talk about that more when we come back to the golf company, good point studios, Charlie Miller and Robbie Eggers have taken the time to join us. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Solves Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point and Solves Clubhouse. A winner every time. 
There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Welcome to your extraordinary destination, French Lick, West Baden, Indiana. You'll find great places to visit, to stay, to dine, and to play. We offer an up-close animal encounter with elephants and giraffes, lodging that is out of this world, world-class golfing, and a premier resort experience that is waiting for you on your next visit to French Lick, West Baden. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Welcome back to the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios on this Monday. We're fortunate to be joined by Charlie Miller, as always, and Robbie Eggers is taking the time to spend with us in a great conversation uh, about how coming back to celebrate Bob Knight's return last year was hard for him because, uh, and I never really thought about this, man. There's so many guys, every player, they have their own dreams. They have their own hopes when they go to wherever it is they go. And things just don't always work out. And back in the day, they didn't have a lot of recourse. And now we're seeing all these kids in a portal. Some of it's not for that reason. There's a lot of different reasons. But there are some that just, that's why. Their, their dreams aren't working out. And, Man, I, I can't imagine we've talked to some players what that would have been like had this portal been around back in that day. But, but yeah, the, the, the fact that you stayed and sacrificed and went through that uh, because that would have been a sacrifice. Your, your dreams and your goals are not being reached as you would like them to be there, but yet you stayed and made yourself available as other guys did to be part of and making a team better. Uh, so that's, that's what we people need to make sure that the guys like you know that because it hasn't been said enough. All the adulation goes on, I guess, the stars because that's where the light shines. But uh, practice, there are no lights. Yeah, so it's interesting. Back in '97, we had just, um, or maybe it was the year prior. It was the year that Chauncey Billups basically destroyed us in the NCAA yeah, tournament. That, you know, as you remember, good. Charlie, yeah. it was a challenging yeah. year. Yeah, and so when we came back, you know, there was some one-on-one interviews with Knight on each of us as soon-to-be-returning seniors, and 
And I can distinctively remember that conversation with him. And it, it was actually affirming in a lot of ways because I hadn't played that much that year. And so when I sat down and had my one-on-one with him, he, he basically said, hey, look, I can help you go wherever you want. Obviously, you have to go to a lower division school to play because you've already redshirted. But I would like to help you and give you that opportunity to do so. And I looked at him and said, hey, I came to Indiana four years ago. I intend to finish my you know, collegiate career here. I'm, I was like three credit hours away from graduation. I was like, coach, I committed to you. This is where I want to be. And um, his words were affirming to me because he looked at me and said, that's what, exactly what I was hoping you'd say. He's like, you've done a tremendous job of helping these guys prepare. I, while I can't guarantee you a lot of playing time, you know, one of the things I've always appreciated about you is that you've worked really, really hard behind the scenes. So, you know, as I share that with you about, you know, there is a lot of guys that put forth a lot of effort. Um, and one of the things that that was always affirming for me from coach was like, look, I want you here, but I also want to give you that opportunity. If you desire to go actually play uh, and get an opportunity to play more minutes, I can help you do that as well. But. So now the, the game the way players are approached, it's so much every, – everyone is looking to be developed for the NBA. They're looking for quicker stops. Then you've got the kids that aren't – and you've, as a team, you've got to have a blend of kids that are going to be there for continuity, and you've got to have elite talent, but be able to blend that and blend it year after year. That's got to be such a difficult thing to do now with the frequency of how many moving parts there constantly are. Think about this, guys. In the 80s, there were 15 spots in the NBA. There were three rounds of NBA draft. And a lot of those third-rounders played. Now, not saying anything, not projecting, but a 6'10", 250, 260 guy, I can see him making a roster because – Points weren't that big of emphasis. So someone to me like a Robbie Eggers could play, could play. I mean, you know, not just be setting screens. You can shoot. He, Robbie can shoot. Robbie can play. He can yeah. shoot the three. Saw those like, moments earlier. You, yeah, you you, I'm listening to you, Rob. So uh, it's interesting is, you know, obviously I didn't, like I said, score a lot of points when, when I played Indiana. But if, if you remember, and, and Charlie, I, I, you were you were gone and we were all gone, but I went and played with that in action and, yeah. in 98 and came back and played Indiana. Oh. I scored more more points in that single game yes. versus Indiana against yes. Dane, against, you know, uh, Lynn uh, Washington and others. Yeah. I, I shot five for five from the three-point line. Scored more points in that game than I did my entire senior season. Yeah. <laughs> it was, listen, uh, so, listen, but it also man. brought a lot of closure. So that's, it was fun. A lot of fun. You, you take – you take that, but see, again, it's like in hockey. They'll create that hockey assist, right? The hockey assist. It's, yeah, I pass to Jim. Jim passes <laughs> to Robbie. Jim gets the assist in basketball, but, you know, in hockey, I get the assist as well. So so that that's why, again, man, it's so therapeutic to have these conversations because I think we all had a taste that we want to go play as long as we want to play. It didn't work out. You kind of left alone. You figure out the business world or whatever. But man, we matter, man, and that's why. Again, again, I, I I loved having you on this call. Not only learning more about your journey, which is similar to mine as well, but to also just have an opportunity to reflect back on a lot of things that we've done and what we're doing today that that that's bringing impact to this world and making this world a better place. And I think that to me is what it's always about. Yeah, absolutely. 
seeing you guys, yeah, uh, the the success that I get to see from all of that, I, I love it. And, and and learning these new stories, love it. And uh, like getting to talk to you, Robbie, it's just um, I, I can sit here all day and and enjoy and soak this in and and love every second of it. Well, so I also one thing is, go go I was just saying, I'll say this real quick. One thing is for certain: you have a former night player. We have stories. Period. You may not yeah. always get them, but we have. Yeah. Them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, well, and this is what I was going to say. This is why it's important to have us back in that locker room. I'm not saying we were not invited, but I think it's to help the seven through twelve guy, who 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 right now the season being planted. You're not who you say you are. You're not as good as you used to be. Man, you know, you're a failure. You can't go back. That's why it's good to have guys that, that went through that, that you all say, man, you, you went through that too? Yeah. You're going to overcome it as well, man, just to really help those guys. You know, because, again, that NBA dream or playing overseas dream may have been shattered. I mean, there's life after that whistle. There's definitely life after that whistle. What's up coming up for next year, uh, Robbie? I know you're just busy on going all the time. Uh, what, what's what's up next for you? Well, like I said, in the business world, I just got a promotion started two weeks ago where I'm now the director of the Midwest for the company I'm with. And so um, right now I'm just trying to get my foundation under me. There's a lot coming at me from a business perspective. Um, I love what I do because in a lot of ways, um, although not involved with basketball, I still get the opportunity to coach and help develop people, which is one of my passions. Right. So, uh, you know, that that's kind of what's next for me. So, How much does that basketball, that development learning – go into what you're doing, that exact development of those people? Everything. I mean, everything that we learned while we were under coach, one of the things that I think that, and I, know, I don't think it's underappreciated from coach because I think it's well-documented is he was so strategic in everything he did and the things that he taught us. And so it's that, that vision and that strategic uh, view of where we are going, not where we are, but where we're going, and, some, and oftentimes what the competitors are going to do that has uh, tremendously helped me in the business world, right? Because we're all competing against somebody. Right. And so, you know, as we kind of think through, hey, what's our move and what, what's the potential counter move to what we do? Um, it has been tremendous uh, in, in helping me in my development and growth as, as a business person. Right. We've got to end the radio side of things. I'd love to take just a couple of minutes after that just to expand on that because there are so many of you that I can look back that are night guys that are successful in many different ways. And I'm like, there's no accident to that. Uh, Charlie's always been one of those examples too. Like I said, Verdell, and I can just go down the line and not Verdell, but I can just go down the line of guys that, that, that are successful in, and they're all in different ways. Uh, it could be coaching. It could be something totally different from coaching. Pat Graham, he's not a coach. Uh, well, he did coach his kids, but, uh, but it, it goes on and on and on. Uh, Charlie, you're one of the best examples. Charlie, what uh, is coming up this week? You had a great weekend. What's uh, coming up next for you? Uh, just another week of player development. I mean, that's that's it. You know, just um, practice tonight coming up very shortly, and and um, that's it. My kids were out of town in Hot Springs last weekend, so you know that's pretty much it, man. It's Groundhog Day, like like taking notes, watching film, Robbie. I still got that's all right. four years of notepads. I do too. I still have all five of mine. So. You got five. That's <laughs> funny. The notepads. All right, we got in the radio side of things. Unfortunately, if you're in uh, Evansville, stick around for Dan Gursky coming up next, and uh, we'll have a little overtime. 
until uh, tomorrow for the rest of you, I'm Jim Coyle for Charlie Miller and Robbie Eggers. Thanks a lot. Do something nice for somebody. Wear your mask. And until then, I will see you on the radio. Okay, guys. Uh, yeah, that uh, there are so many of you guys that are successful, but it's because those notebooks. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, Todd Leary, uh, he, I've probably done more with Todd than anybody. And he's got everything. He's got every bit of memorabilia. And, and I'm like, the, the notebooks. And it's amazing. The notebooks are amazing. I wonder how unique that was. I know other teams probably did it, especially older coaches. But I wonder how unique that was and how much that had to do with Bob Knight starting out as a teacher. Uh he, he was a big history buff. I always knew that. I didn't realize it was history is what he taught. So that explains that. But uh, And Todd would always talk about every time he, he would go someplace, the trips would be purposely planned to take in things yeah. to learn, making sure that you guys learn things. Mm-hmm. How yeah. important is all of that in, in your development? I mean, it, this is it, it was really a, an unbelievable. I don't think people have any clue how wide ranging and well-rounded of an education players got under Bob Knight. Yeah. I think, you know, even thinking back on it, um, you know, he obviously had strong military connections, but I, I was lucky enough to go to um, out to Malibu twice uh, with, with different teams uh, with Knight and both times we had a chance to visit Pearl Harbor. We got, you know, um, you know, behind the scenes view of certain things. I mean, the history and the way that you're, you're right. He was very strategic about whenever we traveled, he, tried to make it a point to ensure that we had some element of, you know, uh, education component tied to it. He was very, very strategic about that. Yeah. You talk about that. And I don't know if you recall, Robbie, we're going to play Kansas um, on a neutral site. And he went on this rant in the locker room before we were able to get on the plane. We had to turn in a paper about one of the presidents who was, who was from that area. (laughs) You remember that? You don't remember that? We had to, we had to turn the paper. He, he made a, we had to, you know, it was, and who knows if he looked at it, but, but it was like, it was basically, he wanted it to be more well-rounded. So before you go on the plane, you had to turn this paper in on, you know, I forget the president who was from that area. Was Eisenhower? Who's from Kansas? Somebody. No. Who's from Kansas? Lord, we, you, and we had to write a paper, you know, who, who knows if he looked at it or not, but it was just, you stay on your toes in that regard, right? You just were always on your toes and you never know what you're going to get or what you had to turn in or something like that. But, uh, Robbie, i tell you one of the best stories that Coach Knight ever said to me, man, and I don't know why he said it to me. I think to this day, that's why I teach. And, again, you're teaching too. I don't know if he was mad. I don't know. He just turned to me and said, Charlie, if you ever want to know how to effort do something, you got to learn how to teach it. And I was like, why would you say that? But then it hit me. He was a teacher. And that's why I tell people, Coach Knight was a teacher. And I think that's why we are how we are today, Rob. He taught us, man. I don't know the X's and O's. Anytime he wrote a play up, we never, because we never ran plays. I don't never mean execute any play on a timeout. (laughs) But but he put us in space and we played, we figured it out. But but he said that to me, if you're willing to do something, you're going to teach it. And I don't know why he said that, but that's the seed he planted in me. And that's the journey I've been on, Rob, I would say the last 15 years of my life, learning how to teach anything I do, man, teach life as a sport, you know, and, and I think that's what we want to impart more on people than anything else. 
Yeah, and I think the other thing that maybe lost you said, hey, what was what's that, that that foundational thing that a lot of these alumni that stick through the the night program it ultimately turn out to be successful is he he drove in perseverance whether we wanted oh, it or yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, we went through um, a lot. Yes, <laughs> just to say a yes, little. Uh, and I and I think that you know that's lost in in a lot of ways today. And I and I heard you guys you know, speaking to the portal. Um, as I was jumping on, and I don't know a lot about it yet because I haven't really researched it. But just think, me, wild, it, wild west. And I get it. I think in a long way. I mean, I think if it's due to the pandemic, where you can kind of move quickly, that's fine. I get it. But at some point, we got to shut that off because I, I think what it's it, it's driving is what Knight was so great about was perseverance is going to build character, which is then going to help you be successful. And now that everybody in it's just modern day world, it's like I don't like this, I quit. I walk away. And so there's no grit. There's no ability to kind of fight through the challenges in life. And so it's just easy to quit. Everything in life is easy to quit, yeah. you know? And so if there's a one underlying thing that I would say that Knight still and all of us was like, look, I'm going to push you beyond every limit that you think you can even endure. And you're not going to quit. Cause I'm not going to let you quit. Right. And because I think you can be better than what you actually are. And, right. uh, and I think that that's what I think, has been one of those underlying yeah. values that he built in us. So I think the great story is following exactly up on that. How many success stories there are? I'm sure it's not a it's not a hundred percent. No one gets a hundred percent, but the percentage is unbelievably high, uh, and it's just amazing on how it was accomplished. And and we all know that there was a a downside to that. Uh, there always is with everything, I guess. Uh, but it, it sure sounds like a, a multitude of the players were able to weed through and, and, and figure out how to net the things they needed to net and let the debris go through, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was um, – I think the culture around the country collegiately – it wasn't that easy to just go somewhere else. We had players that did that, right? But but even to that, I think this is more culture-driven, right? Where, again, I don't know if these players will have this opportunity, Robbie, to really understand what it means to, like, to, to grit it out, to work it out, you know, because I think they do have, I want to go make money. I want to play at the next level probably in mind. I got to go play for a coach who's a better fit, system better fit. Um, not saying it's wrong, right? But um, it, it just gives more of an out, you know, than I think we were probably exposed to versus learning how to really play through that, and, you know. So Yeah, and I'm not anti-portal. Exactly. I'm just saying, right. like, look, because there's right. not always the right fit. And there needs to be a way for a kid not to be locked in. But the ability to just get up and leave um, and play mm-hmm. the next year, I, I struggle with that a little bit, but – Yep. And I think it's going to hurt the game. I mean, look, when you have coaching changes or it's, you know, whatever, but uh, right. but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how college basketball endures in the next couple of years. Well, especially yeah. when you have 18-year-old kids who I know well past 18, I, I'm not making always great decisions. And you can't make, expect an 18-year-old kid, if he's allowed to do it on his own, to make great decisions or 19. It, it's not – you can't even blame them. Uh, yeah. so we, we shouldn't, but it, we'll see how it works out. Uh, and a great comment there by Tim to end it. When you teach something, you basically reteach yourself and continue learning. Uh, 
good little comment on what Charlie was talking about. Man, guys, this has been absolutely a blast. Uh, Rob, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it, how much fun it's been uh, learning the stories, just talking to you, getting to see you and meet you. It's been a blast and love for you to come back anytime you want, as often as you like. Hey, just send me a note. I'm a, like I said before. I was probably hesitant to jump on something like this, but um, hey, when Charlie says, "Hey, would you mind doing this?" I looked at my counter. I was like, "Let me make this work." So I'll be there. For I you, appreciate man. you, man. Me, me now it's a good excuse to get Charlie up here, get you closer, and uh, but we're going to work on getting some people to Bloomington this summer. That'd be hey, awesome. Charlie. Yes. Well, guys, yeah. man, Charlie, what do you got coming up this week? You're just working on your camps and working on development. Yeah, actually, I have a player. We talk about it. I got a player to transfer portal, Robbie. I'm going to go train at 11 o'clock. Okay, <laughs> uh, good, nice. good kid. I want to have him on uh, relatively soon to talk about that aspect of what it's like being in a portal. You know, not necessarily why you're doing it, but what it's like. And I know the, the angst. On I know the angst on him, the things that we talk about, man, just, you know. But I want to talk about the inside view you know, of that, not necessarily why he made the decision, but, you know, what it's like being in a portal, because I can't, I don't understand that, right? I, I mean, it's like, you know, and I, and I don't want to talk negatively about that. I'm looking at objectively speaking, looking to support him as much as I can. It's, some people may think it's a Star Trek thing where you actually, beat me down, beat me up, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, I guess it's been an absolute blast, uh, as always. Can I thank Charlie enough for getting Robbie to come yeah. on with us, man? Great putting a, a live face to my poster, Rob, that I see every uh, – it's posted right, in chisel, my mind. Chisel every... face, man. Chisel face. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Love it. Love it. All right, man. Guys, I hope you go out and have a great day. And thanks yeah. uh, to the to the people, of course. Without you guys, we've got nothing to do here. But uh, go out and do something nice for somebody. Uh, continue to wear your mask, please. And until tomorrow, for Charlie and Rob Eggers, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank you, guys. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.